and welcome back to the TweenCast. Oliver and I are back with another episode for you guys, and they're talking about the um, odd career of M. Night Shyamalan, a auteur in his own right, a man who has made several different types of films, films like Split and Unbreakable and Sixth Sense, which are absolutely brilliant. Well, he's also made other films like Last Airbender, the Avatar movie, which is, well, it's a movie. So we're just going to talk about his career, how he's this horror director, but he's become, he went from being the kind of Spielbergian version of horror to becoming the laughing stock or the, the laughing stock of film. And what, what has happened to Shalala in general? I have, I have no idea, you know. He's, he's going on the biggest, saddest downhill spiral I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, so... Why don't we give you a little context about Shyamalan. Shyamalan um, was a director who became big after his hit film, Sixth Sense, which is pretty ingenious. This is brilliant, by the way. It's a brilliant <laughs> film. It's very, it, it showed that he was not, you know, and then Unbreakable, which is also really, I wouldn't say it is as good as Sixth Sense, but it's a very interesting look at heroes and violence and just kind of the different, what we value in society as a general. That's, that was a good movie. Signs, which is also quite good. Two-thirds of that movie is quite good, and the other, I don't know, 20 minutes of it is kind of, is poorly made. And then we get to The Village, which is, never seen The Village, but I heard it's mixed. And then you get to films like The Happening, which are, which are interesting. Fascinating. You know? yeah. Maybe you had one dud, you know, one big bomb. And then he comes out with Last Airbender, Avatar, the movie, which is, you know, you know the mark of a of a decline director when you make two films with sub um, sub ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and then you finally get to the end yeah. of that, where you get finally after Earth, okay, after Earth, after after Earth, Shyamalan's career was effectively ruined. No one wanted to do anything to have anything to do with him, so he kind of regrouped with one found footage film that was a financial success called The Visit. And then he comes out with Split, which is actually really smart. Like that's a really interesting plan. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde has a great twist. And then he comes out with Glass, which is divisive. And then he's coming out with like a Nolan ripoff. Like have you heard of the movie Oliver called Old, which is like Yeah, it's really weird. And it ripoff that Shyamalan is directing. It's it's gonna be interesting. So which one yeah. Yeah, yeah, but sorry. The tagline for that movie is literally like a new trip. A trip, new trip yeah. From like, what does that mean? It, it's yeah. so odd. He's yeah. filmmaking. So, what you do is you know, on his first three projects that, the first, yeah, first three projects that he ever did and his kind of impact at the, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, The Sixth Sense was a pretty, like, great movie it manages to do a lot of things right it was incredibly suspenseful he really knew how to utilize um suspense to create like this really unsettling effect um you know the characters were also so really really interesting um the kid i forgot his name played by Haley joe Osment, by the way brilliantly he was just such an interesting character like you could see how disturbed he was Mm-hmm. And you could see like all the fear in his life and how you know depressed he is. Yeah. We also have um Bruce Willis's um psychologist who's kind of detached from his wife, but he's also trying to find a way back 
to becoming. He's to trying to life, find, come back yeah. into her life. Mm-hmm. And then you get kind of so the film lays on the idea of ghosts and like ghosts are a metaphor for our demons and our past. And so at the end of the film, we get the twist that Bruce Willis is a ghost. I mean, it makes sense to a degree. It's kind of a gotcha moment, but if you really analyze his career, that was actually a poor decision as it comes back to haunt him in his later films. So at the end of Six Six Sense, it was kind of a character study about ghost movies and deconstructing the genre while also providing commentary on our own fears and ghosts. So Shyamalan, after that successful financial success with over $700 million gross, as well as critical success and a Best Picture nomination in 1999, Shyamalan became a new star. And people were willing to put so much money behind him for any project that he was able to come up with. And then we got Unbreakable, which is a different, very different film. A lot of people thought it's checking out a ghost story, but what we got was a very, like, I'd say introspective film about um, power, violence, and just kind of anger in general. And Unbreakable is a film that discusses these elements while also having a superhero twist, where the superhero, the twist at the end of this film is, I guess it's good, but it's kind of odd. What's your take on um, Unbreakable. I mean, I told you, I I think I've told you about this, but like that twist at the end, at the end of the well, it's kind of it's kind of dumb to be honest. It's, it's so it's so dumb. I'm I'm just gonna lay it out and spoil it. But like at the end of Unbreakable, like Samuel Jackson is revealed to be like the true villain and like the orchestrator of all the bad things that was happening to Bruce Willis's character, and it just really it came it kind of came out of nowhere. There's this joke I have that like. Um, M. Night Shyamalan is sitting in his like billion dollar like or that's too much million dollar house on his like massive chair and then like as soon as the twist comes out the camera pans over to Shyamalan and he's just sitting there and then he goes ha I got you that's exactly what um, Unbreakable's twist feels like it doesn't feel like something that came naturally but also like unexpectedly from the actual plot and everything it just felt like Shyamalan was trying to replicate his success with the sixth sense and that amazing amazing twist yeah so Oliver great interpretation yeah so because Shyamalan made this extremely suspenseful twist in the sixth sense what ended up happening was that he was back into a corner right studios were saying Listen, Shyamalan, you can do these awesome twists. We will back how much financial money you need in order to add a twist at the end of each film. So what we've gotten is a string of films with such awful with twists that have gotten even less and less believable, leading to a career that has become so so panned that he, he couldn't even get studio money to finance any of his films. And then the other one we want to talk about is the signs. Now, signs is an odd film because it's it's about these like circles in the middle of crop fields, really. Like most of the film is about these big circles, and it has Mel Gibson, and Mel Gibson is not a particularly good actor. So it's this very slow film that it works on some levels, but at the end of the day, it's very disappointing. 
And I just don't, it's just so forgettable because I don't really have anything to say about it. So I don't know. And then we get to the real Shyamalan um, crab fest with um, The Happening. So The Happening is the, it's with Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg is playing a biology teacher and people keep dying unexpectedly, right? That's kind of like the premise. Yeah. And like, it's very, it's so weird because like, like he just like, there's so many shots of him looking somewhere. People ask him what's happening and then he just says, Looking at trees, yeah. I'm looking at trees and it's a, uh, nothing. And the end of that movie ends with Shyamalan. We find out that the trees are killing people. Oliver, what is your take yeah. on the happening? It's such a weird, it's such a weird twist. And the thing with the happenings twist is that it's, the twist isn't even as obvious, okay? Like, the whole story is um, that trees are, like, killing people. People are dying because of some, like, I don't know, pollens that are being released by the trees or something. It's really strange. But, like, I, I guess the big twist was that, like, people were giving out n- bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Those yeah, are two, those are three, that's, like, that was something I thought I'd never say on this podcast, but like, um, yeah, the, the humans were giving off bad vibes and like the trees are killing humans because they don't want us to destroy the environment. I, I guess it makes sense, but like, no, it doesn't, Oliver, that, that just is so dumb, but it's so, it, it, it's stupid. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, so the happening marked a precedent that we'd never seen before that Shyamalan had officially Gone to the bottom of the barrel. Let, I want to talk a little more about the happening. So, happening has could be a good film. It could be first. It was Shyamalan's first R-rated feature. So many people thought he was going to unleash like gory violence and like twisted psychotic plots. And no, we get trees that are giving people bad vibes, so they commit suicide. Like, what does that even mean? And the big problem, my big problem with happening is that the scene construction of the script is so poor in the way that it's executed. And let me explain what I mean by that. So the happening, the script itself has a lot of different scenes yet in the script, you want to have things feel natural, but in the happening, what you do is you get a bunch of different, I don't even know how to explain it per se, but you get a bunch of different ideas, I I guess, like a bunch of different, events that are all tied together because Mark Wahlberg is somehow in all these scenes. So what feels like is a bunch of vignettes of this very dumb movie about, oh no, the pollen that is being released is killing people. And it just gives it, it turns into a product that is so bad that, um, yeah, well, it's just awful. Yeah, back to, I think back to the rating thing, the R rating. Was, did that movie even, like, really warrant an R rating? Not really. I guess there's some violence, some blood, whatever. But, yeah, I mean... No, no, okay, all You could see that, like... It was rated R for language. There was literally five F words. Yeah, that, okay. that's a... That's stupid. That's but you could R. see, right? You could see as um, Shyamalan, like, makes more movies. He's trying to, like, outdo himself. And that's his biggest um, weakness and everything. He's just trying to, like, go bigger, go grander, go bolder, you know? He's yeah. trying to be more edgy. And that really, it, it kind of pulls him back. Because The Sixth Sense was a great story because it was kind of told with some restraint. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go full out with 
um, violence, but the more but disturbing aspects of the film was the concept and the actual suspense. But when you have movies like The Happening, which just try to terrify you through like a really stupid you idea. It terrifies you with bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like some violence, you know, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. It doesn't work at all, really, is, is yeah. what you, uh, mm-hmm. I think is a, a better phrasing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fall of Shyamalan is his own ego because people like Nolan and Tarantino, probably my two favorite directors of all time, they aren't, res- they have shown over the years that. Nolan and Tarantino have gone bigger, have gone bolder, right? Look at Inglorious Bastards or It's Upon Time in Hollywood. Or look at Nolan going with Dunkirk and Bat and Dark Knight. These are bigger films. But the thing is, the stories themselves warrant a big and grander scale, right, Oliver? Like mm-hmm. the scale of Inglorious Bastards warrants a bigger budget, more money, yeah. more action. Shyamalan stories have had this small scale, yet he's trying to like discuss these large large ideas without putting any effort into trying to like make stories of a massive size. And his own ego is that I think Tarantino, Fincher, and Nolan have caused him, kind of made him feel like these were the new auteurs of the early zeros, you know? Yeah. These guys revolutionized cinema. And Shyamalan felt like he was lagging behind these people. So he's trying to outdo himself and trying to get to the upper echelon. And what happens is he become, he's become a joke in the film industry. What are your thoughts on that, Oliver? Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Also, I think one thing I'd like to add it might not make a lot of sense at first but like all these like directors right they kind of they kind of experiment with their movies like you could easily say that the dark knight is it's it's pretty different from inception right but what Shyamalan does is that he basically kind of makes the same movies I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly say that but he kind of makes the same like structure of a movie but with different concepts like all of the movies have a weird idea okay some pretty like sometimes good, sometimes bad characters. Um, pretty bland cinematography, yeah. and also um, they also they always have this like twist at the end that you know probably shouldn't be there, but are. Yeah, Oliver, you're exactly right about Shyamalan. It's that there's a formula to all of his films. Okay, first of all, it's always a guy. Some guy, something weird starts to happen right? Some yeah. kids see ghosts, some dude can break things, some guy sees people dying. He investigates a twist and the movie's over. So this yeah. formula is so poorly made that Shyamalan is, is stuck in this box. As David Fincher would say, what's in the box? Shyamalan is stuck in the box. And him boxing himself in and the bad reviews have made him into this crazy person. Like Shyamalan's ego has taken over his life. Like, he's like, oh my God, I'm so misunderstood. He literally, he's been acting, he's acting as the reviews have gotten worse, his ego <laughs> has grown, which makes no sense. Like, it's like the inverse of what should happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you seen some of his interviews about After Earth? He's like, you know, people will call me an auteur one day, but you know, they're just hating on the genius of this film. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I don't know what's up with that guy. Like, yeah, oh my god, should be going down a little bit. He's going downhill, and then mm-hmm. the happening was a low, low point. Like, it was a low. I, I can't even say it was just. It was such a such a sad part of Shyamalan, right? He hit. We thought he did rock bottom, right? However, not if you had heard about this guy, and he's like, we would have thought, oh my god, he's down in the water. Yeah. But no. Okay, we get a little bit of hope. He said, he said, I am going to make an Avatar The Last Airbender film. Avatar The Last Airbender is an extremely high concept, high quality animated show for both kids and adults alike. It takes the elements, some kind of Zen culture, some Chinese mythology, wraps it all together in this brilliantly animated show, right? The source material is there. You mm-hmm. can make a franchise of Avatar The Last Airbender films. You're given a budget of $135 million. Shyamalan, yeah. not screw this up, right? It's, um, it seems like fish in the barrel. And then when you watch that film, yeah. it is so unwatchable and it is so poorly made that it, it, it's, in, it's, it's just shocking how that, um, how that film was made, how that film became so poorly executed with terrible acting, terrible set design, terrible CGI. Everything about it was awful. Oliver? Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not going to comment on this movie because I've never actually personally seen it, but I know you have. Mm-hmm. And you um, trashed it when we were yeah. talking. Yeah, but yeah, one it's, thing it's, I will say, yeah, sorry. Keep going, uh, keep going. One thing I will say is that I was watching this like YouTube video. Um, I think it was a clip from that movie, but I saw this YouTube comment that said something like um, the Avatar movie mm-hmm. was like a fan-made like film on the um, Amazing series or something. Yeah, that, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, and it was so oddly cast. Like, first of all, instead of casting Asian actors, they cast white people. And the guy who was the place of Aang is so annoying that you want him to die. And then they cast Dev Patel as Zuko. And instead of being this kind of nuanced character who has a past, all he does is say, the Avatar is mine. Prepare for death. And then, like, and it's so odd. Like, and then the guy, like, it just, it's just so weird. And, you know, I was expecting, if you're expecting a movie $135 million budget, you're expecting it to have some good special effects to look put together, look well-made. The effects are so garbage in that film. The First of all, the water effects look so fake. They literally look like, it just looks so awful. It, it looks so awful. I, I can't even, I, I can't describe how bad this film is. Yeah, one point I think I'm going to make is that, remember how you said that like Shyamalan couldn't fail with the source material? Yeah, I am going to kind of disagree with you because the TV series was like this massive world building, almost like, yeah, like this universe thingy. Mm -hmm. It was incredibly nuanced with a bunch of characters. You can't really pack all of it and kind of shove it into like a two hour film. Like it's, it's pretty hard to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right, Oliver, because that's, you're taking a whole season. There's a whole season worth of material in there and putting it one in one um movie two hour it just was, it was just so it's just such a poor decision on his part and I have to say Shyamalan, my god everyone i think 
Okay, that we thought that was the nail in the coffin. And then Will Smith gave Shyamalan $150 million for a movie with Jaden Smith and um, Will Smith in this movie called After Earth. Neither of us have seen this movie. We know it was abysmal. For worse made. or for better. <laughs> what? For worse or for better. Yeah. And then we saw, and then we got that movie. And after that, oh my God. You know, people were sick of Shyamalan. No studio would give him funding. So he's had five terrible movies come out. And they finally say, man, that's the fifth strike is out. So Shyamalan struck out, right? No studio would back any of his other dumb projects. And then he made the visit. And I've seen the I've seen the visit. It's it's okay. It's you know, it was probably made. It's made for super cheap, and it made like a hundred million dollars, all backed by Shyamalan's own company. So it was just to make some money back. And then we get Split, and Split is a, a genius film. Like Split is a really tense, action-heavy, psychological horror film with James McAvoy giving twenty-three distinct purse. Um, 23 distinct kind of performances in this film. And it, it, it's, it's just insane how good that movie was. And then you get Glass. And then Gla- when Glass comes out, Glass is okay. I mean, I just, I just, our point is we've been talking about these poorly made films for so long. And it's just our, our thing is what happened? How there's no way to map his decline without having to look at these other factors in his life that have made his films just so poor. You know what I mean, Oliver? Yeah. Uh, isn't he like, isn't he rebounding a little bit though? Cause it's a rebound. But it's I, a I rebound. don't really, like I said, I don't want to come. Cause he made the series on Apple TV plus called um, servant. That, that, that show actually looks really good. I heard it was pretty good. I mean, I never watched anything on Apple TV. But. No, the first episode's free, so I might just check it out and see. Because I'm, I can, I get a, um, um, if it's, yeah. you know how they give the year free for new Apple products. Yeah, it I might be really good. We'll see. How, how many episodes have been released? Just one. No, no, um, for free one. So you can just check it out. Let's see. Um, Wait, it's servant. A- so yeah, yeah, we're getting a little off topic, but I think Shyamalan, if he maybe goes on the small screen, that might be good for him because we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Mm-hmm. I will have to say he has a pretty good voice and like directing and everything, but he really just has to, he has to go back to his roots. Like mm-hmm. The Sixth Sense was this like small budget, like kind of upcoming indie film underdog and it was it was pretty good but as he as like the studios gave him more money mm-hmm. you know his ego you know started to explode it was that wasn't good for him no that was not that was a very poor decision indeed so i think we're going to wrap it up oliver thank you so much and we will be back next week